Okay. January 3rd. Estoy listo. Happy New Year, everybody. Ha ha. Uh, okay. Man, Christmas was so great. New Year's celebrations were so great. Now it's January 3rd. Um, yeah. We're living in the future. What day is it actually right now? It is actually December 16th. Okay. We're recording this on December 16th, but this will drop on January 3rd. Yep. In the new year, 2022. Welcome to the new year. Wow, this is the first Dirt Talk episode of 2022. It sure is. That's pretty cool. Kind of. In a fake way. Well, uh, yeah. When anybody besides you and me knows anything about it, it mm-hmm. will be 2022. Um, so when you edit this, make sure you cut out the part of us talking about how this wasn't actually recorded in 2022. So no one knows. Sure, 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 sure. That's, uh, you know, Aaron puts a lot of stuff in these episodes I have to cut out. A lot of secret information. <laughs> yeah, it's actually my full-time job to uh, make you look good in any way possible. If you say mm-hmm. anything controversial, anything a little bit inflammatory, it's my job to make sure it doesn't make it out into the world. Because you would never do something like that. No, no, absolutely You would not. never say something like that. It's I just am you. very refined. <laughs> I am well thought out. Son of a tax attorney yeah. who is a master at the English language. Sure. Um, yeah. And now we're in the new Trick. year, man. It's so exciting. Trick. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> we're, we're happy everybody's here. We're happy for another year full of dirt talk. Uh, speaking of just reflecting on the past year, but then even more exciting, looking forward into the new year, this will be our second full year of podcasting. This is actually, we're going into our third year of dirt talk. Yeah, because you would have started, I'm going to look, think about this. I mean, what, early 2009, 2020? Yeah, I think January of 2020 Dang, is when I started. And I was, I was doing it on my own for uh, quite a while. Sure were. Just making it up. Bless you. Just making it up. Yeah. And then he brought me on, and then we um, would just sit in your dining room for a couple hours a day, yeah. twice a week, once a week. But now this is the third year. Uh, we'll be in the studio the whole time. We'll mm-hmm. be having guests in in studio all the time. Yeah. We're Nashville, Tennessee the whole time. We're talking. We might go out on the road, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, take mm-hmm. the podcast on the road every once in a while. Uh, we've got we've got a lot of a lot of things cooking. Everything yeah. will be on video now. Heck yeah! Um, I was talking to Matt about how the hell we get shit on YouTube because mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people like to watch this kind of stuff on YouTube. I don't understand it, but <laughs> people seem to enjoy it. So we were uh, we were just messaging about it. Um, it's definitely. I mean, I th- I think the more we can put this stuff out on YouTube, I think the better. I mean. You know, not to like, you know, get into the weeds a little bit, but when you're making content in the world, you want to give the people as many opportunities and many options to enjoy it in the way that they want to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And some people want to ride in their car, listen into the podcast. But you know what a lot of other people might want to do? Watch it. Well, and um, I make the mistake all the time of because I like to consume something one way. That means everybody else likes to also consume it that way. Mm-hmm. And that's a a super, super terrible way of living life just in general because it's very very flawed mm-hmm. so yeah just because i like to listen to podcasts while i run doesn't mean other people like to listen to podcasts while they run i bet you there is a uh a corollary from that to um 
engineers versus the people who actually build the work. Yeah. Because the, when the engineer is designing it, they're like, well, here's how people would use it. And here's how I, I would design it to be built in this space. And then when the like, contractors get it, they're like, well, there's all, you know, like you, you've said, there's, there's pipes in the ground. You didn't consider that. Yeah. So now we have to come up with the actual way that this works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to say, you know, I, I definitely relate to you, Aaron, when it's like, well, I would never use this this way. So why would somebody else do it wrong? Um, I feel like, the, you know, we, I, you know, in another life I was building websites and um, when somebody would like break a page or like somehow find a link to another part of the site, it's like, how did you find that? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't, I would never get there that way. Yeah. But like, that's not, that's not the point. It's like you you shepherd the people through that experience. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to do here on Dirt Talk. If you want to watch it, you're going to watch it. It's but don't watch it while you're running a dozer at work. They would frown upon that. Yeah, you can watch it on your lunch hour if you're sitting in a dozer while it's stationary. But just listen to it. Put it on the radio while you're running a dozer. But don't actually watch it while you're running a dozer. So I was going to say safety first, everybody. I got a I got a photo in my email last week. Um, uh, one of our friends was uh, in. I can't tell. It might have been in a dozer. No, it was, an, it was an excavator. I'm like kind of trying to like re-envision the picture. And it was his, you know, the little screen for the radio. And he has, you know, had his phone plugged in or Bluetooth or however it connected. Mm-hmm. He's listening to the podcast while he's out there doing the work. Uh, a note to equipment manufacturers. Put better radios in equipment because the radios you guys use are probably so bad. Total yeah. <laughs> trash. Total trash. Like go talk to Apple. Go get some Apple CarPlay. Go put it in a freaking cat excavator, oh, yeah. you dummies. Like the technology is there. And it's and it's, hey, you want people to use the technology in your machines? Well, I don't know. Maybe think through the user experience just a little bit. Hire some guy from out of Silicon Valley that's been working for Apple for a while. And hey, can you make this interface look actually nice? And so people use it because it's just it's garbage. Every mm-hmm. time I love my cat's kids here. Love sure. Two fifty nine D three. Great. But the radio is the stupidest, stupidest, stupidest thing in the world. It works half the time. Like it's, like, oh, it doesn't even work all the time. I, I, I can't figure out. It, it sometimes connects to my phone, sometimes not. And then it just has this stupid little LCD screen and these, these buttons. It's like they bought all these radios. They placed this enormous radio order in, in like 2012. <laughs> so easy. And, <laughs> and they wanted to buy 10,000, but they actually accidentally added a few zeros and ended up with a million of them. Uh-huh. So they've been pulling these damn things from this warehouse of all these radios that they ordered in 2013, and they're still not out of them. Uh-huh. And this is a joke. I'm making a joke, but that's what it feels like. It just feels like it's, it just, it's dated. It's like I get, into a, I get into an old Honda, and that's what would be in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so frustrating. I weirdly have a real-world... V- uh, experience with something like that. At our wedding, we had ordered 200 napkins. Mm-hmm. Our wedding planner accidentally ordered 2,000 napkins. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it happens all the time. The napkin maker accidentally sent us 20,000 napkins. Whoa. <laughs> we had multiple huge boxes Whoa. of like napkins with like, you know, our initials on them. So, wow. And we, we moved, Carly's like, let's just throw them away. It's like, no, we have napkins for forever. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what happened with. Cat's that's what I'm saying. Like, it department. sounds like the exact same thing. Like, yeah. well, we got to use them now. We have all these extras. Yeah, it's it's so, so annoying, actually, so annoying. And then uh, the other, my other qualm too, and and and, and 
again, I am a guy that I don't know how to run equipment. I don't run equipment full time. I'm a, I am a total jackass. But there's no good place to put your phone either. No, no place in that cab to put a goddamn phone. You'd think. Do you think that's to discourage bringing a phone in there at all? I don't know. I, I, I think they say they think about the operator. I question that. Sure, <laughs> they make a great machine. Sure. If you really, really thought about operator comfort, you'd sit in the machine. And what do people want? Well, everybody has a phone. So let's make a place for people to put it. They have these little compartments up top mm-hmm. that would, you'd think, be for a phone, but they don't fit a phone. So, you're, so, so if, so if you, you have a typical iPhone, I don't, I don't know what you put up there, Weird. but if you have a typical iPhone, it, it sticks out and then it falls <laughs> on you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so frustrating. It's like I have a, and then it's, it's, you put it in your back pocket, but then now it's in your back pocket while you're, it's like driving when you get in your car uh-huh. and the only place to put your phone is in your back pocket and you sit on it while you're driving. The worst feeling. There's, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. Call me and call me petty, but those are the little details that drive me absolutely nuts. Yeah. You spend $60,000 on a piece of equipment that doesn't have a place for your phone. And that's a small piece of equipment. You spend half a million dollars on a bulldozer. You still have the same radio. <laughs> like when I think about like the radio and a piece of equipment, I think of like the literal radio that like my grandfather had on his tool bench in like the nineties that he's listening to talk radio on. That's what it like, feels it's like. like. Yes. It has no body. It just sounds it's terrible. What it feels like. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I think I'm going to try to do a stupid question on every one of these because I have plenty. That's fine. Um, so I'll say this week's stupid question for me is what is the like, is it, do people discourage, would companies discourage folks from like listening to music in a piece of equipment or like, cause does that make it, they can't hear their like actual like radio. When they're communicating, yeah. or is there stuff like that that's um, like you can't bring that in here because that's a distraction? So, I've seen a lot of companies frown upon like AirPods or earbuds, headphones yeah. while you're in a machine because uh, it's like wearing headphones while you're driving. It's frowned upon. I don't know if it's technically illegal or not. Yeah, I don't know. But I think a cop but could pull upon. you over. Yeah. yeah, I think that's enough reason to pull you over. Um, so they frown upon that because you're in your own little world like we are right now with our headphones on. And you can't, uh, if the machine started to sound bad, you couldn't pick up on that. You couldn't potentially hear other backup alarms. You couldn't hear the radio. There's, you, you need to be in tune with your, your senses. Uh-huh. So I get the potential hazards associated with listening with headphones, something like that. I understand that. Yeah, And I, I frankly... Because the radio is so bad, and this gets to your, I just, I just use my yeah, yeah, AirPods, but I'm by myself, and if I break my machine, I break my machine. Yeah. Send it right back to Thompson. I'll get her fixed up. And Been there. Back and, but yeah, it's not like it hasn't happened before. Um, but also, like driving a haul truck or loading trucks in an excavator for 12 hours is quite mind-numbing a lot sure. of times, and it's nice to have something to listen to. For most people, Garrett said he doesn't he, like he listening to He refuses to, yeah. yeah. Now, this is the second episode we talked about this son of a bitch in. Um, uh, but but I like I, I from an operator comfort standpoint and from just an enjoyability standpoint, it's really nice having something to listen to. Really, 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 really nice having something mm-hmm. to listen to. So I don't understand when companies completely get rid of that because uh, 
like you're just making the day a lot less enjoyable in a lot of applications. Mm-hmm. Cause like you probably can't like, I mean, I'm sure they really frown upon like talking on your phone or any of that. Kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be using your cell phone. Yeah. It's like driving a car while you're talking on the phone. Definitely not cool. Um, I, I feel like I've seen some like photos in the last year of um, like folks taking their like boots off before they get into yeah. piece of machinery. Is that yeah. like mostly like guys being funny or is that like some people just prefer it? No, that's just Eric Jumper and his OCD of a clean cab. Is he the one that has AstroTurf? Or, yeah. Okay. Well, I've, I've seen I've, it before. Yeah, I've seen it before. Okay. He, he had AstroTurf in his <laughs> Komatsu dozer. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, some guys just like, their cab's very, very, very clean. Okay. And I, I respect that. I'm super about it. Sure. So. But there's not like a prescribed, like you got to be wearing these. It's just not that specific in terms of, you know, because like the foot pedals and all that kind of stuff. Right? No, 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 no. Okay. No, you don't have to. But I'm, sh- I'm sure some safety guy somewhere could make an argument against. Oh, if you don't have boots on the cab, that could be dangerous for this reason. There, I think safety needs to be realistic. And sometimes it just, it goes too far. It goes too far. And I think you can be too safe and protective. And, and I've seen it. I've seen it happens where it becomes a hindrance or it becomes, it just makes the job miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the whole music in the cab thing is one of those where you want to listen to something. If you want to groove out, don't make it super loud. Not screamo, but if you want to listen to dirt talk while you're loading trucks, by all means, come on down. You could be learning something or not learning something mm-hmm. by listening to dirt talk. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for answering my stupid question. And, and it depends what size company you're with. So True. it's usually the big old companies that have all the rules yeah. because they have all the lawyers and all the insurance company folks and so on and so forth. Whereas small companies are just like, Dude, you want to wear headphones? You want to do whatever the hell you want? Feel free. We don't care. Yeah, it's like you're doing you're doing a great job. You're <laughs> executing the work in a way that makes sense for us. Yeah, yeah. But it's also not like these machines aren't quiet as well. That's what I was gonna say. It would be hard to play it at like a too low of a volume because you're just not gonna hear it. Yeah, and and so I again going back to the manufacturers, it's like if it it really is important for an operator to hear what the hell's going on, they would spend more time engineering the cab to be a little bit more. Soundproof because that's what I was okay. That was my next question. Sometimes they're just they're even even my skits here. You get in it, you're running at a full throttle. It's loud. Mm-hmm. It is it is loud in there. I would like to take my little decibel meter in there. I need to take my phone in there and just see what it is. It's it's quite noisy. It's mm-hmm. quite noisy. So to listen to the music, you got to turn it up a little bit, or else you don't even hear it. Eric Jumper talks about um, open cabs are good for building character, mm-hmm. which is a, a true statement. Sure, 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 sure. Um, are cabs like specifically designed in a way so that like you can really hear what's going on outside of the cab, like on purpose, or is it just like it is cheaper just to basically put up walls and windows? No, it's cheaper not to have a cab, like well, at all. Yeah, sure, not sure, to sure. have an enclosed cab. So, but you, I'm they, saying they're with, all designed with ROPS now, mm-hmm. like rollover protection structure, which I demonstrated my skids here. Important to have. Uh, you need to have some structure over you to protect the operator. Um, and so even if there's not glass, this would be something. Yeah. But I'm, I'm asking when there is, you know, like you've got the ROPS, but they've also built in the, the windows, whatever the, mm-hmm. is, is the design so the operator can 
more clearly hear what's happening out. Like sometimes is it, it's important for the, for the operator to hear what's happening outside. I like, guess that maybe that's my question. It's, I think this would be a pretty agreed upon statement that most everybody prefers a, an enclosed cab. Sure. With air conditioning and heating. Uh, but in, in a case where you need to, uh, like, say you're in an excavator and you need to talk to your pipe layer, you're laying pipe, you'll just flip up the front window. You'd be like, hey. Okay. Well, and so, so you'll have the, front, the entire front window up the entire day. So it'll be like an open cab, essentially, Got on it. that front-facing side. Uh-huh. So you guys can talk all day long. Um, so there is a level of communication there that's, that's important. But then a lot of times it's just radio nowadays, too. Sure. Just kind of the easiest way to communicate. As long as you have radio. And I'm, I'm sitting here just picking on my skits here, but let me tell you, I've, I love the machine. I wouldn't even think of buying anything else. Yeah, I love, love my 259. It's a good one. I'm just here to complain about the stupid radio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. The voice of customer is what they call it. There's yeah. your voice of customer. You're, you're a customer now. You know, <laughs> yeah, they, they got to respect yeah, you. Wanna, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's your voice of customer. Great machine, but. Please, 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 better radio. And just better interface. You try to go into the little computer and do anything. It's like, what, what the hell's going on in here? I don't, I don't know how to do anything. Yeah, that's weird too. I don't know. Well, it's just, just like, yeah. in the world we live in, user experience is very valuable and very important. Companies spend a lot of time and energy on it. And equipment hasn't got there yet. Yeah. Well, you know... Now that you're a customer, you're going to continue to buy more equipment over the years. Eventually, they're going to listen to you and know exactly what you need. Ideally, or I'm just <laughs> going to get to a point where I start mod- modifying equipment <laughs> to, to be what I need. Yeah. <laughs> the, they'll be calling them widow pillars. Uh, yeah, just dude, it's happened many times over. You know, sometimes <laughs> some guy needs a piece of equipment. Uh, he gets told to go screw himself, and he starts an entire manufacturing business. There was another blast. There it was. Starts an entire manufacturing business to build exactly what they need, which I totally appreciate. Sure. And that's kind of a power move too. Totally. Just being like, well, I want my machine to do this and I want it to feel like this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to start a company that manufactures that. Mm-hmm. It's a boss move. Like mobile track solutions, they're a good one. Start manufacturing their own stuff. Yeah. Eventually you just, eventually you just needed it. It was cheaper to start doing it yourself and find somebody who can kind of fake it. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Um, we got a, a couple questions today on the Dirt Talk podcast. First cool. one of 2022. Can you cool. believe it? Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, I would say this is a little bit heavier of a question than we sometimes have. So um, Bradley reached out and he sent me a Reddit link um, to a, a photo. Um, and it's basically, it was an excavator on a, on a job site. And somebody showed up in the morning and it had uh, been spray painted with some, I would say, unsavory um, racial epithets. That's a bummer. Just a bummer. So uh, Bradley says, I'm sure I know y'all's take on this, um, but I'd be curious to hear how prevalent discriminatory behavior is within the industry workplace and um, maybe shed light on it. After all, make the dirt world a better place. I don't know if that's a question so much as a topic to discuss. It's a good topic to discuss. I, um, this has been a tricky topic for me to navigate over the past two years because 
I am a very privileged white male. Sure. I, like upper class, whole, whole life white male from Arizona. We don't even have severe weather in Arizona. Yeah. It's just hot or really nice. Um, so I have a, a limited amount of experience on this subject. Sure. And I mean, growing up, you don't even think about it. Whereas now I'm in the world, you see a lot more of the world. You're like, oh, wow, this is definitely very much a thing. Mm -hmm. It's, um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's out there. I think it's something we need to address. I think the whole diversity question, and we've talked about it a little bit, is like diversity in the construction industry, it's advantageous for everybody. And that's not just, um, it, it, ethnicity is a very, very small piece of diversity. Yeah. There's a lot of components to diversity and it's all just about assembling a team with different um, opinions, thoughts, experiences yeah. than, than you. And I think a lot of job sites fall into this. You try to blend in, you try to fit in and everybody ends up cut from the same cloth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think most construction folks, they believe in the same things politically. They enjoy the same things on the weekends. They were raised in a similar fashion and that's, that's great. Uh, everybody can relate with one another, but then you also get everybody thinking the same, which creates uh, an extraordinary amount of, of problems across the entire industry. I, so growing up, um, like I said, just upper class, Paradise Valley, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, that whole area. I, I had never really worked. And then I got, I, I went up to Montana for a little bit, but that was by myself. I'd started working with other people when I was 18, started Pearson Construction Corporation as a laborer. I was the only white boy out there. They called me Wero or Werito, little white boy. Mm -hmm. uh, and everybody else was Mexican. They were all these, these Mexican guys. And I had never worked with uh, essentially another culture before. Um, and so it was a little intimidating at first, but because I just kept my mouth shut, kept my head down, tried to keep up with them, tried to work as hard as, as they did. I still didn't even get close because they're just remarkably hard workers. Um, I gained an extraordinary amount of respect for that culture. So I've seen it more so from like these, these white guys, they'll talk shit about these Hispanic guys, Mexican guys, whatever it is. And I'm sitting there and they're, how they're taking their jobs, whatever it is. I, I've never, I've never subscribe to that at all after working with them yeah. and seeing how much they bust their asses. You cannot outwork these guys. I'll go see, I'll see a pipe crew in the South. They're like two, three times as slow as the ones out in the Southwest. Sure. I'm telling you, like I, I would love to do a production study pipe crews, then pipe crews in like Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, or Phoenix, Arizona, compared to some of these places in the South. It's just, they just move faster. They just, they're just getting after it more. Um, so I don't even know where I'm really going with this. It's such a complex yeah. topic that I don't have fully formed in my head. So I, I gained a ton of respect for how other cultures work. I think it's super valuable to have as many different individuals within the construction industry as we mm -hmm. can. I think we're not even remotely diverse right now. The interesting thing for me, something I've thought a lot about is so in Phoenix, for example, you'll have primarily a Hispanic workforce, but uh, there won't be any Hispanic guys in the office. 
it'll be only white guys. Yeah. And why is that? It's like, because, and this isn't anyone's deliberate fault, but I just don't think those guys out in the field that are laborers, operators, a lot of foremen, they're, they're never really, they're never really taught or believed in. Uh, they're never taught that they can go further and further and further and further and further. They don't really think that's their place. It's maybe their kids can do that. Um, but that's not really their, their place. Whereas I've always been taught from the beginning. I've never had that handicap of, yeah, I can do whatever the hell I please because the world is my oyster. Yeah. And I just think with where the industry's at right now, there are some groups that are just constrained to, they work in the field, they're laborers, they're operators, they're foremen, and that's valuable. I mean, it's not, we're not diminishing that by any means and not saying those guys don't want to do it, but there's a clear gap there somewhere where it's okay. So the whole workforce is a minority out in the field, but there's, it's just white guys from an ownership standpoint or from a higher level management standpoint. Which and means there's probably a disconnect. There's a disconnect of, there. Yeah. And, and you, can't, you can't really argue that. You look at all the data. I've looked at all the companies like, yeah, this is pretty consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. And it's not anyone's specific fault. I think it's a cultural thing a lot of times. But it's something we need to start thinking about because everybody's getting screwed as a result. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, kind of going along with something else um, I've, I've talked to a couple of folks about in the last month or two. Um, just the, the, the trickiness and communication between like field guys and office guys. Mm-hmm. And I say guys, meaning you know, multiple genders. But like to me, when you include the like um, ethnicity difference, that just like, like you're saying is, is pretty common. Um, I think that, I mean, that only like, makes that gap bigger in my opinion yeah well and that's why i think it and it somewhat it somewhat reinforces it yeah and in a way that's not good yeah yeah so i i don't know i i I wish i could be like oh no this is this is what i believe Mm -hmm. and and this here's the solutions i don't know i don't i don't i i i i had some really good experiences growing up i worked with a lot of just really remarkable they were all mexican guys they're all from mexico just the hardest working people I've ever worked with like by a long shot. And and they just, they took care of me and, and really cared for me and kept me safe and educated me. And they, they really, it was like, I was part of the family. Yeah. Whereas you work with a bunch of white guys, it's just different culturally. There's a different cultural feeling there where, uh, no, it's not, you're not really part of you're part of the group, but it's not this family thing where their wives are cooking you stuff and they're inviting you to the family barbecue this, this weekend yeah. for their you know, daughter's birthday. And you don't know anybody of, of their family, like, like what was happening when I was working here. I, so I, I know we need more of those folks. Um, I know there's this big gap beyond that. I don't know. And I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't have my mind wrapped around. I don't even have my mind wrapped around women in construction. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that a lot. It's, okay, hey, we have this workforce problem and we're ignoring half the population. We should probably figure that out. That'd be a good place to start. The, the few people I've had like that conversation, I've basically asked, it, it seems like 
throughout the industry, there is like a big gap between like office folks and field folks. And my question is always, why do you feel like that is? And every time the answer is, I have no idea. It's hard to really say. Mm-hmm. But it's like pretty common and typical. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, maybe that's something, you know, build with is around to make the doorway a better place. Well, and this maybe is, that's something we consider thinking about in the future. You know, well, it's this just, is even like age too is, is comes into, I yeah, think, I think just time. the lack of diversity in the industry right now is really the root of a lot of big problems. And I'm talking diversity, big picture. Yeah. We, we just have this one group, pretty much these old white guys yeah. that are running the entire show, entire show, bunch of old white guys. Okay, cool. You guys have done it. Good for you guys. You guys have got the industry this far. Awesome. But we need a few other opinions here because mm-hmm. you guys all think the same and that's becoming problematic. It's becoming problematic. And it's not to say that like old white guys are the problem, but it's just indicative of, yeah, there's a lack of any kind of diversity from really any sense yeah. in the industry. And that's a lot of other industries, but yeah, I mean, you get a group of, you get a, like, uh, you know, you go to one of these meetings Everybody looks pretty similar. It's pretty, yeah. pretty consistent. Yeah. And I'm uh, talking about, like, I, again, and we, and I'm we, white say, guy, we say this so, is yeah. too white. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know how to talk about this. Yeah. I don't know how to, I, I'm exploring it actively. I'm challenging past beliefs. I wholeheartedly believe that we need to bring in new ideas and new personalities and new backgrounds and, and just new people and things into this industry. If we're going to figure out how to make it sustainable long-term, mm-hmm. I know that much how to do that. Who the fuck knows? I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Well, I wonder if, um, I mean, like certainly other industries, um, probably have like a more health, uh, have a healthier, um, like diverse population. I'm just, I'm just like saying generally. Um, I mean, is there something about like construction in your eyes that is maybe kind of like behind the curve on that? It's just an old school world. It's, it's just, just in old, general. It's, yeah, it's just old school in general. Yeah, going along with like the, the technology thing yeah, we're talking about yeah, too. Yeah, there's just this old school mentality. Yeah, and that's what we need to start shaking up we need to respect it like cool there's there's a reason why these people believe this they've been here for 50 years i I respect the hell out of it but also we need to challenge some of those long-held beliefs we need to bring in new ideas i mean that's what dirt talk does that's what we do we are trying to bring new ideas into the industry because it's pretty stale and that's what most young folks at least say to us is thanks you guys are livening it up you're breathing fresh air into mm-hmm. this a little bit uh and then that's why the quote-unquote establishment doesn't always like what i have to say <laughs> because i'm kind of saying thanks you got us here but please get out of the way because you are now screwing things up for us well that's i mean but a lot of industries i think are like that too where it's like until kind of like the the next generation has kind of moved into leading it the the innovation like the the new successes kind of explode out of that mm-hmm. and I, and I don't even think that's like sp- specific to our generation so yeah this is tricky mm-hmm. I mean, um, there's, there's, yeah there's definitely not like a 
well, we've solved it. Why haven't you figured it out? Yeah, it's I'm not, not there. I'm not as brash to, as I used to be and stupid as I used to be to say like, man, these old guys need to get the hell out of the way. Like, I know I'm like, no, I'm, I'm super, super, super appreciative of people like Larry Ames and people that have, you know, Vaughn Vite, people have really laid the groundwork for the industry. Yeah, that's a lot of wisdom, skill, and experience. Oh, yeah. And it's still very valuable. I still want to hear what they have to say, but also they, I have the industry, I have a lot more of the future of the industry in front of me than they do. It's, they've been here, they've done it. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I'm looking at it, you know, I've got 40 more years here, 50 more years. I'm just starting. And, um, I think next generation, we need a, a fair shake here too. And yeah. we need to be able to bring our ideas in and start to change some things. It is kind of strange to think about, um, I know we've kind of shifted a little bit in the question, but it, I think it is strange to think about, um, there seems to be like a definitive like a lot of leaders are about the same age in this industry. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Kind but, of I, but I'm saying it's like, pretty similar. why, why is like the, that age range really close versus like, you know, maybe other industries, you know, cause it's, industry, years, 50, cause, it's cause it's old school. Cause you're rewarded, rewarded based on experience. And it's just like, it's like the military. It's like the military. Yeah. You, know, you got to do a certain amount of years before you're vice president. You got to do a certain yeah. amount of years before you're president. It's just like this old school mentality of you used to be at a company for 40 years and you used to work your way up and you'd do your time. You'd put in your two decades and you'd make senior leadership and then you go from there. The world is just moving way faster today mm-hmm. than it did 40 years ago. Way, way faster, whether we yeah. like it or not, whether we like it or not. And um, the exciting thing is you start to see this, this new generation of, of people like a James Milburn, you know, Milburn Demolition, yeah. Dylan Stevens, Rosso, uh, Ryan Kleinard with, with Southern Sight. The, the list goes on and on. You could run through our partners. It's a lot of these younger guys now starting to say, mm, I don't actually need to work my way up. I can just go forge my own way. Yeah. And I can start challenging a lot of this convention and do things better. And miraculously, those three companies that I just cited are growing like absolute wildfire and are doing very, 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 very well right now. Mm-hmm. How funny. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of pieces to like this conversation, obviously. I and mean, we certainly are only barely speaking about the, you know, yeah, and the I'm, tip of the iceberg here. I'm not qualified to speak on it. No. At all. Um, Bradley, thanks for reaching out, man. And um, I actually had seen that uh, that photo on Reddit same day you did. Um, it was kind of messed up. Something like that. Who's to say that that was in the industry too? Yeah, and it is, I mean, sure, it could just be some dickhead well, fucking with equipment. Well, which I, happens all the time. I think the poster um, is uh, of the race that the message was in it about, and so I think that's why it was like. He felt like that seems pretty specifically about me who runs that piece of equipment. Mm. Uh, but you're right. Like, I mean, it's also a lot of stupid people like to just paint a lot of stupid stuff on the wall and be like, see, I'm a rebel. And it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. And now you just kind of look like an idiot. Um, but all that's to say, uh, Bradley, thanks for reaching out, man. Thanks for, you know, letting us, have, let us talk about that for a little bit. Um, I had assumed that would be 
a pretty solid part of the conversation. And I was right. We're at 40 minutes, man. Cool. Once again, first Dirt Talk podcast of the year. We are here. I kind of going off everything we just talked about. We really want to get it to a place where we're working on some things that <clears throat> anybody in the industry can be a leader. Yeah. And I love, I love construction. I love the blue collar world because you're not rewarded based on your education or a lot of these other nonsense criteria. You're really just at the end of the day rewarded based on your work. And anybody can work. It doesn't matter what background yeah. you are, what economic class you are, what upbringing you had, what race, like what, what, what gender, anybody can work hard yeah. and give people, but, but not everybody has the tools to figure out how to, to learn how to lead and, and learn how to not just work hard, but, but be smart and, and navigate the, the higher levels of the industry. Well, and, and have the skills to work hard. It's yeah. one thing if you're just like a, a blunt instrument. Yeah, correct. But like having some sort of like uh, dexterity and versatility in, in the dirt world is, is really valuable. Sure. And, and what we're trying to do is level things out and give everybody access to that information and yeah. that ability to, in a private setting, learn about those skills and learn those skills and then they can go apply them out in the field in a practical standpoint mm -hmm. um, so that they can go to different places that they couldn't previously go before, Yeah, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, so we're working on it. We want to go empower that next generation. It doesn't matter where you're at, who you are, what your background is. Anybody can go lead in whatever capacity they can in this industry mm -hmm. because it's really at the end of the day just predicated on hard work. That's it. That's it. Even like the military. Okay, cool. But you're not an officer without a college degree. Yeah. We don't have limitations like that. We don't. We have other limitations. Sure. Uh, but through, I think, access to training and education, we can start to eliminate a lot of the barriers that are, that are there today. Mm -hmm. And that was something that really stuck out to me really early on as I just started to um, start learning about the industry was just that you know, if, if you, you know, have the skills and, um, you know, like put in the time, like that, that time and that work, like there's plenty of places you can, you can go. Well, there seems to be a certain amount of like linear, yeah. you know, pathway. There, there's infinite opportunity, especially right now with this workforce yeah, problem. Everybody true. talks about like, it's a bad thing, but shoot, dude, if you're in your twenties, and already here oh man yeah. the opportunities are crazy this is the best time to get in the construction industry in modern history it's crazy the opportunities available to us mm -hmm. um but also construction has been a very private well-guarded world for a long time too so it's the people at the top control the information and uh that's why these young young kids reach out to us all the time saying well how do i start a company because that information's not out there. You can go learn how to start a podcast from a million different people online. Yeah. Starting a construction company, doing a grading job, good luck. That information doesn't exist because everybody's bidding against each other and everybody's guarded and I'm going to keep my information here and I'm yeah. going to think it's all private when everybody does it the exact same way I do. I promise you. I see all the sites. They do it identical to you. <laughs> you don't have competitive advantages. Um, but unfortunately for, for those folks, we're also uh, we're just bringing way new transparency yeah. 
to the industry and distributing that information to anybody that wants it. And that I think has held back a lot of people. It's just information on how this industry operates has been held by the top and that is no more or it won't be no, it mm-hmm. won't be anymore. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do everything we can to make that information available to anybody that wants it because that makes the whole dirt world a hell of a lot better than it is today. Heck yeah, man. There you go. Sold. Yep. Check. Cool. Uh, well, thanks y'all for sticking with us, jumping in on the first episode of 2022. Pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening. If you uh, enjoyed the episode, as always, feel free to share it. It is super appreciated. Um, we don't make you listen to ads. We won't make you listen to ads in 2022. What we will ask you for is to share it with friends and whomever. Uh, maybe tell someone about it, even if you don't just share it online. Um, we'll, uh, re- send us, make us a review on iTunes. That's super, super helpful for mm-hmm. us. Uh, and then if you have questions or comments, send them into dirttalkabill.com. Yep. We will, with that, see everybody on the next episode. Stay dirty, everybody. Stay dirty. Stay dirty.